Welcome to Streets, Sports, and Success with your host, Simon and Maurice. Let's go. What's up, gang? Simon and Maurice here on Streets, Sports, and Success. And uh, to kick off our first uh, podcast together, I, I think first I just want to explain that our I think our mission today on this one is to connect the the what what's going to be the street sports and success, which is kind of uh, the best way to 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 describe uh, our life and and how those our lives have interjected and, and intersected. Um, and so today, you know, what we're going to do is is we're going to tie that all together. You know, a little bit of background on, on both of us, a little bit of of how the streets uh, both helped, and I could see how it hurt yes. you know some things um how sports helped us and how some some common mistakes i think people make uh when they bank you know all in on on just sports and then tying it all into you know giving some tips on how you can go through all of that stuff and tie it all in and, and have some success uh by whatever your definition of, of success is so l- let me let me first kicked off uh kick off uh Real brief, my my background: born and born and raised in Youngstown, Ohio, uh, same place as uh, as Maurice. Single mom uh, had me at 19 years old. Uh, spent the majority of you know my first 12 or 13 years uh, as a child. We were on welfare, uh, going to McGuffey Plaza, collecting food stamps. Uh, had help from grandparents and, and folks that would try to interject and, and help. Uh, and a lot of people that you know say it takes a village you know to raise a child so I, I had other people jumping in uh found, got did some time in uh juvenile uh where my own high school football coach roland smith would would have to let me out uh at night at times went on to win a state championship at uh youngstown ursland where i went to high school and i uh, went on to, to play college football at the university uh, mercyhurst university division two football program in erie pennsylvania where i was a four-year starter and, and uh and captain Started right out uh, after that into business at 22 years old, and by 26, I was already a millionaire. Uh, from there, had the opportunity to branch out, start a, a youth program in my hometown, uh, partnered with Inspiring Minds. Uh, Warren brought Inspiring Minds Youngstown uh, into effect. We're going on our fifth year currently right now. And uh, so, you know, my mission now in life at 35, married with with three children, I have uh, who I've adopted as as my own daughter. Uh, my best friend growing up got murdered my freshman year of college, um, and his daughter has lived with me since she was 13. She's 16 years old now. So I have three children at at, at home and a wife, and multiple businesses. And so what what my mission is today, other than just making money and stuff like that is, is how many lives can I affect while the clock's ticking before I take my last sip of breath, my last breath on this earth? How many, how many lives can I impact? How many people can I save um, with, with, with some of the things that I've learned? So that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Uh, Maurice? Yeah, I will, I will say this. Probably one of the most honorable things out of everything you said was uh, when you took your, took your best friend's uh, daughter in. Uh, even through looking through the internet, <laughs> out of all places, even when I seen that happen, that is very, very honorable. Before I go off into my tangent, right? Loyalty, yes. Uh, but Loyalty. Uh, there's a lot of people who talk like that, but there's not a lot of people who follow through and do. Um, so that's just my two cents before I get started. But uh, my name is Maurice Claret. Um, grew up in Youngstown, just like Simon. 
uh, grew up, uh, which I would like to call like the hectic 90s era uh, in our town where you had all of the nonsense that pretty much uh, writtens and riddles uh, any inner city in America. Uh, as, a, as a juvenile, I was uh, incarcerated a few different times uh, from, you know, stealing cars to breaking into homes and eventually um, and, and for getting into a, a little fist fight outside of a skating ring. What eventually uh, led me to uh, be incarcerated through juvenile, where I also met Mr. Roland Smith, uh, who, who kind of turned me and pushed me into sports in the first place, uh, more in a formal fashion. Uh, went on and got out of trouble and went to uh, high school uh, as a um, as a delinquent. I always call myself a delinquent juvenile. Uh, that's how I kind of got pushed into high school and eventually found out that I had a talent and a work ethic. Uh, that uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it was uh, ingrained in me or if I, it was just a trauma uh, that I was experiencing growing up that kind of pushed me to want to get out that environment uh, or things that I had learned in my neighborhood. But eventually from there, I ended up going to um, uh, Ohio State, you know, won a national championship there as a freshman uh, uh, and, and eventually got myself into some trouble, you know, bringing the street mentality into the college space. Uh, when I look back on it, I'm honest about myself. I believe it was being more of a... Uh, of, of a youngstown mentality into a into a into a social setting that that basically didn't call for these mentalities. Um, and then from there, you know, I, I got out of the, got out of uh, Ohio State, suspended from school. I went to California for a couple years, where I, I kind of loafed around and, and, and went around everywhere, uh, trying to find my way. Eventually, got picked up by the Denver Broncos. Uh, but between drinking, drugging, and basically uh, falling off track is basically how I ruined my my NFL career, my chance at basically being great. On a football field, uh, what eventually happened from there, I got back into the streets uh, from a lack of education or, or formality of learning how to get myself into something else other than street activity. And from there, I went to um, uh, prison for uh, an armed robbery and also from a um, uh, from a weapons charge that everybody probably seen on TV. And if you didn't, you can check it out on the Internet. Uh, when I went to prison, I think that's where things kind of turned myself around, started to read more about business, formally educate myself, start to realize that the um, that that mentality, that ambition, it just was not for the streets or for sports, but it was for something else or whatever I wanted to put it on in life. Uh, got out of prison and um, le- left prison in 2010, went to go play football back in uh uh, what is it called? Uh, Omaha, Nebraska for a couple of years. And eventually from there, started speaking, was able to get my, myself some money from speaking and got into transportation and packaging initially and uh, some real estate here and there. And then eventually uh, when we first got together, started the red zone, that transition from there and uh, some other ventures that I'm into now. But uh, I've seen exactly how um, the streets sports and business they all tie into one another and i also see um just how 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 eerily uh similar uh one is to another it's just it's just our perspective on what's going on uh and we may not be aware or we may not see and I hopefully through this vehicle and I, and I tell everybody else all the time uh any platform that i decide to speak on is all for the purpose of encouraging being transparent and adding a perspective uh, that somebody may not have, all, all in hopes that somebody would hear this and be encouraged to do something else or to say, hey, you know, maybe, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, where does a person uh, get this type, type of information from? You know what I'm saying? So being responsible uh, with the platform or your voice and helping it to connect to people to encourage them to do better because that's obviously the, the most important thing to get out of your current situation and get into a better situation. No doubt. So I think, you know, just starting with the first subject, you know, the just 
you know, the streets aspect. You know, when it it gets brought up, you know, for, for me, I think about all the positive that 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 I learned. You know, that somebody that's already in this situation, if there's a young man or young woman out there, and is and they're already in, the, they they've already gone through it. There's so much that that I've learned positive. You know, that that from growing up in that environment. And you know, I think when when people when you look at how do people and one of the things I'm grateful for for doing is having the opportunity to be around people that have went to prison that have um went murdered you know have mm-hmm. murder charges um drug charges is I've had the opportunity to learn that now when I'm on the other side you know going from being on welfare to a millionaire like that's a true story that ain't ain't something i'm saying because i think it sounds good like people know this you know my my mother walked me that that's that's my that's true that's my reality but i always say i always say that too i think you do a disservice i know sometimes it may be uncomfortable um with having success you know because i think there's some sort of guilt that more people should have it you know what i'm saying because i used to feel like that way at first but then uh i stopped neglecting my reality you know, because I think you cheat your reality if you don't say, hey, this is where I made it because you need to show the next person that it's possible to make it. I, I don't want to interrupt yep. you, but I did want to say that I think that that's very important because, like, no that's the reality of it. You no know what I'm saying? Like, you put in these, you put in this work, you um, you stay disciplined, uh, you, you extract and you take some some great things that, may have, that you may have learned from the streets, learned from sports, and you apply those to business. You know, saying the streets give you a mentality you can't get at Ohio State. You can't get at Mercyhurst. You can't get from USC, Texas. You can't get that stuff nowhere else. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And there's a lot of guys who become discouraged because they feel like a lot of their paths doesn't line up to... You know, I think people that have never been in that situation, they're like, well, I don't understand why these people don't just just change. Just it, And I've had the unique experience of being there mm-hmm. to understand it ain't just that easy. And it starts from, as a young person, you know, I think most of the, not all, but if you look at the inner city and you look at people in the city, a lot of times the, the first issue is it's a lot of times a single moms yeah. is a lot of times. It's just, it's very difficult. It's, it's been done, but it's hard for a woman to, to speak to a man the way that he really needs to be spoken to. And so, you know, for me, I started looking at, you know, yeah, I had my grandfather, I had people, but I ain't trying to listen to somebody 60 years old when I'm no, living in a I'm house for cool. $11,000. I'm trying to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you start talking about why am I hanging around these, you know, these people? Well, I got to survive. Mm-hmm. I got to I, I got to get with a, a group of people that we all know we could take care of each other. And if, if something happens, you, you can't be isolated in certain environments or certain certain situations. So that's one place where people start to get trapped in a sense. Mm-hmm. The other one is, you know, th- you start looking at male influences as a kid. What do you want? What, what do you want? You know, people that are kids, they want fame. They want to have nice clothes. They want to have a decent car. They want to be respected. So who are the people that you y'all can read about it all day, but who are the people that are being respected, have nice clothes that you can see, touch, that you talk can to. see, touch and talk to. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, half of them are good people. Yes. You know what I mean? So you start to have love for these people and see them for deeper than what everybody else is seeing for. And you see, all right, I could just see looking back on it, how this person was in this situation. And I've had people, you know, people that would backstab you that slept right next to you in the bed. But I've also had people that that I've grown up with that I know would 
I would trust with my family right now so, in my house more than I would some people that I've been in business with. So here we go. Even when you said I, I did want to hit that on this point, and, and this is like I call like the late 80s, 90 drug dealing criminal era where people were committing crimes and helping people throughout the neighborhood. They were having like crews of people who they took care of. You know what I'm saying? So like sometimes we get this demonic view about people who are in the streets as if they're this like cold, malicious and um and and just calculated poisonous person to society. You know, and I think it's the furthest thing from the truth. Uh you just had people who didn't necessarily see that they had a means to an end in another vehicle. But the streets had to be that vehicle and the, the dope selling and the weed selling and the heroin selling and all that stuff had to be an issue. But I just kinda wanted to reiterate your point on what you were saying that all people who happen to be in the streets are shitty people. No doubt. So, you know, I think other traps of other than, you know, looking for male guidance, looking mm -hmm. for a strong male mentor, I think other things is, you know, I think you're brought up. I struggled. This almost got me kicked out of college. That that chip on your shoulder, and I think I've discussed it with you, with you before, you know, it's almost like you take somebody that's in an environment like a jungle. So it's like if I take a lion out of the jungle and just let him walk around, you know, cranberry somewhere just put put them out and people are going to be like what is and the animal ain't going to know how to react and the people ain't going to know mm -hmm. how to react and and it's there's there's often no transitional phase there to say okay the lion's going from the jungle into normal normal society yes. <laughs> and what goes in the jungle like it's normal that like people will encourage you if this person does this to you 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 know my friends would laugh at me here from pittsburgh they start saying man you guys they, they, I, I explain like beef, like the way, like there's people that w if we didn't get along at 10 or 12, 13, this lasts through, you know, if I didn't change my spirit, this would last till 35. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like generational, was like laughing. there was people, I was beef, like it's on site beef for 10 years. Yes. You know what I mean? You almost forget what, what it even started. It, it's just static. You can't let it go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and that's a habit that you're taught that if you don't yes. do that, you'll get rolled over or you're a punk or you let somebody do something to you, you have to respond. Or if somebody say something about you, you have to respond. Or it's very difficult to, for people to allow you to live in that environment or accept you in the jungle in that environment if you don't respond yes. in that environment. So you're, it's, it's like you're forced to- You become prey. You have to. Yes. Either, either you want to survive like, people will do crazy stuff to survive. Like, imagine the most straight-laced person in the world as a doctor or dentist. And, and, but put them in a situation where it's like, okay, you got you to gotta rob this store or your three children you ain't going to see for three years. Okay? Man. You'd be surprised what that person would do. So people, as these kids are being raised, they start getting into an environment where it's like, okay, if I don't act violently, even if I don't want to, People are going to see this, and so then it's going to happen to me more. And so I have to learn to get this chip on my shoulder that the minute that I sniff anything, I have to fight. I have to show that. And so when I went, and I'm not saying I'm the the, the hardest person, but I'm saying, you know, people can look. Well, you went to Ursland. Well, Ursland was a feeder for good athletes. Yes. And, and it helped me. I mean, it really helped me because it changed my atmosphere. Yes. I wanted to go to East. We transitioned from the East Side to Camel. You know, I'm not saying I was for the for the listener. Uh, no, for for the listener, this is these are just two small cities by each other. Yes. Sometimes I get yeah, mixed up. I, look, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm these with are two you. small cities by each other uh, that he's trying to explain just for the listener. You Go. know, for me, they could <laughs> say, "Well, you know, Simon, you went to 
You know, you went to Ursland. Well, I'm living one life there, playing ball, doing yes. this, and then my house is getting shot up at 16, and we're hunting. I'm hunting people down. They're hunting me down. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm I'm worried for my own for, for my own mother. So let, let, let's give context. And so 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 the people who may not know or who may just be listening to this, Youngstown has a a rich tradition with football, right? And you have uh, local powerhouses uh, who basically try to recruit talent, so talent can come to the schools to play sports, right? So that's the same for everybody. It's how I basically went to high school. You know, when I first when I, I was in the streets and I went to Austintown Fitch, Fitch first, which is predominantly white, right? right. You might so have people say, "Oh, you." Maurice, yes. you, you went to fit. Yeah, but it would the, the vehicle was yeah. sports. You no know, the, the whole thing is street sports and success, right? Um, and, and I'm pretty sure we'll talk about this stuff in a thousand different ways, and eventually people will put it all together. Uh, because I, I like I listen to a bunch of podcasts, and I know how hard it is to follow sometimes. Um, but then also, I went to Warren Harding, and Warren Harding is 30 minutes away from Youngstown, so it's not actually Youngstown. You know what I'm saying? And so I get it that sports ends up being that vehicle, or the same vehicle that you talked about when you went to college and that 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 lion that's in the jungle that's roaming around which is youngstown he's trying to transition there's no developmental phase and the trappings and the attitudes that's learned throughout that process they end up coming to fuck you in the end you yep. know what i'm saying yep. but you don't know because so much of the mentality is all survival you know what i'm saying so much is how do i get through today how do i get through tomorrow how do i get i was waiting on how long it was going to take you yeah. to squeeze one out no no <laughs> <laughs> so so to the listeners I, uh, I, 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 I i'm i'm graphic in my language so bear with me right so bear with me right hopefully you don't have any kids on in the car while you listening to this stuff right but you know you, you ask yourself you know how do how, how do you turn that or it's just like this here's a funny thing you don't know what you don't know Right. And so yeah. as you're transitioning, like when, when you were talking, you was bringing up so much other stuff. And I can't wait till we actually get the real flow of this thing. How about, how about this? La and I mean, we could go for go I ahead. think this needs to be one whole subject for, for but we'll transition out of this. But how about like I'm learning like the reason why I was so driven towards, you know, again, I'm not saying I'm but I can tell you at 18 years old, I bought my own Yukon Denali cash. Yeah. Okay, the, the, why was I driven towards that and, and putting my life in danger? And, and you know, it, it, it ain't all fun and games. I mean, there was a lot of pain that came with that. But it was an entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't have a, an outlet. I didn't know. Basically, when I see people like this and kids like this and I start seeing them, they, they got a little chip on their shoulder and they want to dabble in this. Or so, I'm, I'm immediately seeing that kid. And I'm like, wow, he got enough guts mm -hmm. to maybe if somebody would help him, he got enough guts to make some tough calls, to make some moves, to, to be comfortable walking in his own skin and being unpopular with other people to make mm -hmm. decisions. Uh, he wants to invest into his own business. He understands that if I get something and, and, and provide a service or sell it, I can get it or reinvest it. This is all things that if you if you learn the right things you know if, if you're already mm -hmm. stuck in an environment and you've learned like how to be a lion i could pull you out of there and say okay now it's messed you got to be careful out here you can't be acting like a lion in the middle of walmart but but let me tell you now that you're a lion that skill set that you have oh man you can climb trees you know yeah, what i mean so, so you can growl you know mm -hmm. there's things that you learned as a lion that now if you can if you can humanize it as a person, that that you, it, you see that blessing, that that burden that you had, you you turn that into a so, blessing. So let me tell you this, right? So I've I've I had this discussion. This was in front of a bunch of um, 
uh, a bunch of college professors and I told them crime in its nature in its inception is entrepreneurial, right? And I said, the thought that you want to take your life in your own hands, that you want to do something about your current condition, the the ability to have the courage to say, hey, I want to do A, B, or C, uh, and the, the by any means necessary mentality is all entrepreneurial. You know, if you took off, stick a gun in somebody's face, if you took off selling crack to somebody, the kid has showed you that he wants to engage in something that produces a result. The problems with inner cities or ghettos is that you don't really have the platforms or the outlets or the coaching to coach you up. And so to transition. On, no, to use it. No, so the only Fine. platform you have is that. the drugs mm-hmm. or the let me rob somebody, right? But what difference is it if you have a different product line or you have uh, uncles or neighbors who who have all been in business, they're doing nothing more but helping you nurture that natural mentality. What do you do when people walk in here in this business? They have the mentality or they have like this energy and now what do they do? They sign up to you to become the coach. And so oftentimes... Help them with systems, processes and, and focus on them as a person, an individual. So, so are we not talking about the same thing? No you know what I'm saying? But it's viewed... The key, it's hard for that transition. Yeah, but it, it, it's hard because there's no school for it, right? So no if we get into, if we just get into school and I don't want to get too deep into school and I'm not about to beat school up. But if you get into the formality of school, school in its inception was supposed to be a system to help you feed America's system, right? America produces more laborers and more people who work than more people who produce jobs and who create jobs, right? So that's why you have the the collegiate system, the high school system, what to learn and everything, right? So that is what's taught. But you could, as a kid, you couldn't get in any space and say, hey, how do I open up a business or how do I take a product or how do I know what service to provide to somebody or how do I know what services my community needs? How do I know how to source a project? How do I know how to, how do I know how to do that? And so a lot of that is lost and you have an innocent spirit, right? And it's lost us out of a cell. I look at myself, right? I went to prison. I didn't change as an individual. I just had the opportunity to sit inside of a cell and read. And then what did I do? I didn't do anything different than what I did with football or what I did with drug dealing. Drug dealing and breaking the houses and robbing folks came from what? Learned behavior. I was learning stuff from other people. Football came from what? Film study. Learn. I think this is another trap for people in general. You know, when you're talking about sports. Sports can be a great outlet on one hand. Gives you something to do. Gives you somewhere to take out frustrations allow you to be a part of a team, shows you how to work hard, teaches you discipline. I think where people go wrong is that they put everything that they have into playing basketball or football, Mm -hmm. and they don't even have an option B at all to say, if I don't make it, I'm nothing. If I don't make it in the NFL, I'm nothing. If I don't make it as an NBA player I'm, I'm i'm defined as this and i'm, I'm nothing Max, what was your perspective on this and i and i got my own opinion i'll tell you after what do you think that mentality is shaped from i call it the lottery mentality or or people yeah i mean i want to hear what you mean by the lottery mentality i just think that it starts with pride and in everybody behind everybody saying man you you you're going to be the you're going to be the man i mean you, you're the best in football you're the best in basketball almost to where a person I've watched a couple of my close friends fall into this trap. Mm-hmm. 
you know, people that I consider family. And and go from being the best in the area or the best in college football. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves you. Everybody, boom. And then all of a sudden, that's taken away by injury or taken away by, by whatever. whatever. And, and the person falls into a deep depression mm-hmm. because all they had, all they thought about was their worth was in this. You know, and, and, and I think that's the thing that, that sports can sports can hurt you in a sense of if, if somebody don't mentor you and help you and say, look, man, if something happens, you get injured or something happens this, this, this way, your life ain't over, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I, I remember telling you, I couldn't get a hold of you when you when you were uh, in prison, but I, I wrote you something that I don't think you ever received. It was fate that we would we would connect. But, you know, I was I, I, I said that you're going to do more good for people and more f- for yourself and, and others than you ever would have been able to do if you just only played ball 100%. because you've developed your mindset has developed so much 100 what people don't know you know about you that i had the chance to learn is uh, you know you pushed me from a book reading standpoint i thought i i read more books than anybody that was around me gotcha. i start listening to you you remember how many books you were you were reading four years ago yeah i read a, read a ton um how many would you say you were knocking out a week or a month i was i mean i, I Probably like a 14, 15. I was probably crushing like a book a week. You know, that was... Um, that was the number that 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 you were that we were talking yeah, about. And I'm thinking, like, man, I thought I was the man. I was pumping a book a month. And I'm like, man, Maurice is doing a book a week. Yeah. And it's coming out in the way you talk. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, all right, I got to step I gotta step my game up. Mm-hmm. And so I watched that transition and how, how, how much your mind has developed. Mm-hmm. From a book reading standpoint, well, I think that's probably one of the biggest tools. You talked about being in prison, and the blessing in that is you just started reading. Reading, I, I think that reading is the ultimate difference maker of all people. Uh, well, I, I think reading, reading helps you to understand where your mind can go, the ability that human beings have, and I think that is character and um, having the ability to be tenacious after what you're chasing. Is is, is kind of like what what kind of balances people or, or or separates people in another phase. I think it's kind of like both of those things that go together. But just like anything, like a phone, I always I think like phones are the easiest example. Uh, the more apps that you have, the more um, speed that you have in downloading these apps and putting into your personal system, the better your phone functions, right? Uh, but the same thing with books and information and people and mentors. Uh, but I think just people are just. Um, um, unaware uh, outside of formal education of how valuable uh, just learning is. And I think that they get education and learning mixed up, you know, and I think that that's one of the greatest gifts that I had got myself when I was in prison uh, was the ability to uh, to independently learn. I try to pound this into people's heads so much, man. I feel like as much as I try to give it to them, very few receive it the, the way I'm trying to. If I could point out one major thing that is that has helped to expand my mind in 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 business and other areas would be self-education i think people Mm -hmm. say formal education will make you a living self-education will make you a A a killing or a life gotcha you know what i mean and and so it's it's the think and grow rich yeah. You know what I mean? It's the Napoleon Hill. It's the how to win friends and influence people. people. Dale Carnegie, it's the yep. John Maxwell. It's mm-hmm. the Les Brown. You know what I mean? It's it's the 
constant pouring of all these great people, all of a sudden we have mentors at our fingertips now yes. by, by books or audio books or podcasts or, 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 you know, things of that nature that people don't understand that you are what you eat, just like the food yes. where your mind becomes what you eat. You ain't nothing but 15, 20 books away from watching your mind function at a whole Different other level. level. It, and so what, you know, what what would you say are three, is there anything that you could think of that sports, playing sports, mm -hmm. what three things transition into business, you know, for you that, that you say, man, if this came from me playing ball. Um, funny you say that, right? So, um, and I, I can name, my, my first one is always this. I can remember this was um, my senior year. Uh, and every time that we would have a short and goal situation, the coach actually, uh, not short and goal, uh, but we, ha we would have a, a third and short or fourth and short situation. And the coach would come to me every single time that entire season and come to me and say, hey, can you make it, right? And um, and even as a kid, when I would look him in my face, or a lot look, of pressure. Look, at, look him in his face, yes and get it every single time. There wasn't a single time that he came to me that I didn't come through for him. When something is thick or something is heavy in business, for whatever reason, I always play that scenario through. And I always visualize like, this is that moment or the magnitude of that moment, yeah. right? Uh, another thing that comes from sports uh, is that um, my junior year, all the stuff from high school, just to, just to show you how impactful people are, uh, Tom McDaniels. Tom McDaniels is our uh, high school football yeah, coach. Harding. Yeah, I'm Warren Harding. Yeah. And um, he told me I was good, but he said, man, you have the ability to be great, but you don't study enough, right? So the first book he gave me was a Joe Paterno book. Uh, the book was, you know, I don't know, whatever whatever book Joe Paterno probably wrote, like previously to me being in high school, I remember reading it, right? And uh, the whole book or parts of the book was talking about studying film. And so I only became better in high school from understanding the game of football, right? Mm. Prior to my junior year, I was just running off of instinct or whatever I learned at practice. When I started to understand why people do what they do or what defenses were trying to get accomplished, I then became a better individual. And so now when I look into business, when I say, okay, if you can just understand why people are doing what they're doing, how they're trying to compete against you, or you can just have a, a, a respect for preparation game and the lay of the land. Man, Gameplay. I can tell you, Reese, in the last 14 years I've been in business, if I could name one thing in 18 and 19, which is in, in the – and I have multiple businesses that I'm a part of now, but the, the, the main one that made it all happen, the insurance planning. business, the biggest thing I could say that I've done different and better is planning and preparation. Mm -hmm. I'm already looking at the third quarter of this year. I'm already – look, I already know – my team already knows what the game plan is for the month of June. We're in March. That seeing the whole field, but it, but it helps to give you it helps to give it helps you to give clear direction and hold accountability and steer the herd as to where you want them to go and give rhyme and reason. But it's only through preparation. When you talk about watching film, I apply. We watch film in a, our sales organization. So part of my process and training is. Did you put this person on film yet? Like, I want to see your pitch oh, on, on videotape. Oh, yeah, it's on I mean, real film. I'm videotaping cat. <laughs> yeah, so they're rewinding the tape, you know, looking at your body language, looking at, oh. you know, all of that stuff. That's how deep sports <laughs> impacted me, you know, is, is we're still going on. 
the eye in the sky don't lie. lie. You know what I mean? We're, <laughs> we're still we're still going on videotape. What what other thing comes? Anything else come to mind? Yeah, and the the last one just um, I remember the results I had from putting in more hours. Right, so I wasn't fat. I was strong. Like my thing was yeah. My my I, I feel like my competitive advantage is the ability to not care about putting in more hours than people. And so that and like for what I lack in uh education, formal education. This is the biggest thing that from from knowing you from the inside out, that the behind the scenes aspect, mm-hmm. this is the the one thing, if I had to name one thing about you that I think separates you on why you are where you mm-hmm. are and why others aren't where and, and what keeps you going, mm-hmm. your work ethic is impeccable. So your work ethic is impeccable. So I mean people people what they think is working hard, no. you it's like a warm up for 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 you. But I think this is what it takes at the elite levels so to win. I, I tell you like this, um and, and, and this is just this is for me this is me encouraging somebody else. This is me not bragging if you can say to yourself, like, have an honest conversation, like, man, I may not be the smartest. I may not be the best with math. I may not be the best with the best with something, right? And those are things that you know that you would have to be interested in to excel in or whatever it may be. One thing that you can control and, and always lean back on is the ability to work hard, right? And the ability to just basically put a fucking work ethic that you can control 100%. And I feel like through everything I've done, it, one of the best things to happen was just to say, Reese, you know what? I'm going to wake up before everybody and I'm going to go to sleep after them and I'm going to just work at something every single day. And my mind just doesn't um, translate to weekend means off. You know what I'm saying? Or no after doubt. five means off. No doubt. And I think that, that, that I've been able to make. Here, here's the thing with that, Reese. I think, and this this is the sports thing. You know, for me, I remember, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, you, bro, you were strong like a grown man, middle linebacker, like in eighth grade, ninth grade. Like, you, you always was strong. The For me, I was small. So, I – in high school, people could go back and be like, oh, yeah, he was the hardest working cat in the, in the, in the, in the place. College. You felt like that, that balanced your. Man, it, it made up for everything. Yep. I, I was five foot seven. I made myself play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't. A, and, I, and I've learned that this transitions over to life and business. Like, you could almost damn near make yourself almost anything that you. That, that you're willing to grind for, that Literally. you're willing to work for. Literally. I might have to stay in the weight room double you or watch double film as you mm-hmm. or take double, triple reps as you, but I'm going to catch you through that mm-hmm. work ethic and through that grind as long as I have average to good capability and potential and skill set. If I'm stuff. willing to put in the grind in in the work, that's the stuff that lasts mm-hmm. because the size and speed don't last when you're 40, and that ain't gonna pay your bills at, at 40 no. years old. Talent I know fades. a lot of cats right now that that can run a run a run a foot race in the yo right now and, and probably run a four three. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> at, at 35 years old, but they they ain't making it. No. You know what I mean? So so it that only goes so far as is in college it transitioned the exact same thing, outworking people, doing the things that you don't feel like doing. Like, I remember that dreadful walk to our gym. Like, see, I wasn't – I'm a Buckeyes fan, but I didn't play at the Ohio State University. We, we had to truck it from the dorm room in, in, in boots about a quarter mile to the gym in the snow 
where we would run at five o'clock in the morning, then shower and go to class. That's a great. And that whole walk over there, I'm thinking like, I do not want to do this. <laughs> and I'm watching people, and I'm banking on people giving me their position because I'm like, this cat ain't never gonna wake up today. I already know. Coach is in a bad mood. <laughs> he got one more chance. I know this is gonna be the day. Sure enough, he don't show up, or he up, or he late. You know, and now we all gotta run. You know, it's like it, it's it's. I've learned in business. In the transition over into business, where I've had the privilege to, you know, open a, a we have a recruiting company, mm-hmm. a real estate company, a consulting company, an insurance company, the grind, you know, five plus companies. The one big thing that I think transitions, because I don't think anybody in my life would ever say, man, that man right there was a genius, 4.0 student. <laughs> Was Join the club. <laughs> it was that work ethic. You know, I, I think what transitioned for me from sports was that that work ethic of being able to grind. And then here's the thing about sports, too, at least for me, for sure. I got redshirted. I had a period of time where I, I, I didn't know if I was going to be the starter, but I had to put in all the work in advance. And in sports, regardless of how you got to put in a bunch of work in advance before the game shows up, before it's game time. Mm-hmm. Opening every bit, every business I could think of, there was a sacrifice in advance of time or money. Yes. There was times, most of these businesses, I went six months with no pay. Yes. Six months without making any money. Six. There's people that can't go six hours without expecting compensation. You, I'm talking about, like, I'm going to put in all the work for three months in order to have a return 12 months from today is like an off-season. I'm willing to sweat. I'm willing to mm-hmm. grind. And then you know what happens? That's a good one. You get injured. You got injured your junior year. Mm-hmm. Right? Was it your junior year? I got well, well, my, Harding? Well, my first five games, yep. Okay. So, Because I remember we had Kaysen in the backfield that mm-hmm. year. And, and uh, we played at Harding your sophomore year. Yep. And, and, and you played. But when, when, I look at, when, when I look at that process of being injured, like in life, you're going to get injured. Yes. In business, you're going to get injured. And I think a lot of people get lost in that transition, Maurice. They give up. You know, it's like, yes. okay, I got injured. Perfect I'm time done. to give up. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going back to this comfort place. Like I got, I tore my bicep. Tomorrow is going down. I, I go under a knife. I'm getting surgery. I'm already thinking of like how fast I'm going to get back and how much, what I'm going to do to get back, what I'm going to do in the meantime to not gain, to not lose any ground and how, Six months from today, that comeback, like people get lost in that transition in business because you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You're going to get injured. You got to put in some sacrifices up front that that people don't want don't want to put in. Why don't you talk a little bit about what it takes up front, you know, to to get a business rolling? The sacri- like all people see now is man, Maurice. You see Maurice? He got the Columbus. He got Youngstown. He got a building. He got all this stuff. You know what I see? Us praying at ten o'clock at night, starting Absolutely. the red zone. Absolutely, you you driving back and forth from Columbus to Youngstown, hundred thousand miles in about thirteen months. Every day, yeah, every day, okay, and yeah. sometimes more. Yes, with adversity going on and no guarantees, mm-hmm. and a big financial investment to, to, yeah. to get going. Hundred percent. Okay, these are the things that separate people bro and, and here's here's the encouraging part sports and, and stuff you gotta all and you always do gotta pay a price but what i've learned is that the work isn't the same type of work once you get it built 
you don't have to do all the same stuff once it's built to encourage no. a person like, how long you want me to grind like this? Like usually that upfront phase, if you can go through that upfront phase and build it the right way and put in the right work, the, the, the payoff is there mm -hmm. from, from a time. I think the American dream that people are seeking for the most part is time and money in the balance of the two. Yes, I would agree. And, and what I've seen in my experience is in order to get both, you either have to sacrifice one and say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice a bunch of time to get a bunch of money. Or I'm going to sacrifice and not make much you know, money because I want more time. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned is if you put in the time towards the right stuff the right way, and there, you got to understand there ain't no guarantees, but you can almost rig it. There, there, there's a very good chance of you being successful if you follow the formulas of, of mm -hmm. success, like work ethic, coachability, listening to people. And, and, and – I'll, I'll, I'll swing it over because but I think where people get lost in that is uh, is the upfront investment of the time that it takes. Mm -hmm. And once you put in the time, eventually that will balance out for you to where you're like, wow, I can actually have a normal week like you're going to, you're going to take a vacation for a, for a week. Mm -hmm. There's probably a period of your life you couldn't even imagine going being gone for a week because you would stress out so bad about something being something done, being done or, or the business collapsing or, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you get it all back to where, okay, I can have some of the resources and I can have some time if I'm willing to put in the, the upfront grind. Well, I, I'll say this. Um, and I, I heard this from Warren Buffett and uh, he said, nobody wants to get rich slow, right? Everybody, nobody, wants to, nobody, right. Everybody wants the immediate payoff. And, um, and, and the formula for having any type of success is really out here. In the age of the internet, in the age where you could just click online and listen to a thousand people, uh, but we all seem to, um, uh, we all, we all want to do it our own way. You know what I'm saying? No, nobody wants to be coachable. Nobody wants to listen to somebody else. Sports. E sports, even though that person has basically been down that path. Um, but for myself, um, <clears throat> what was the original question you asked? I was about to hit on the you point. No, just the blending of, of the, the work ethic, the grind, the, the, the upfront, what it takes to build the upfront, a business. Yes, sir. Just, you know, I think the thing that sticks out to me about you that makes you special yeah, is some, your work ethic. Yeah, man. but, but I, I'll say this, man. Um, the, 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 but just to, to say that you're going to have anything of significance or substantial without having to put a shit ton of work on in on the front end of something is almost delusional, you know, unless you're doing something illegal. But I right? see it all the time. Do you? People being delusional? Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, I but, see people that are like, I want to, and I'm just going to use money. It's no, not always money. I, I, most I of the time it is I'm money. Involved, I'm involved in things that, that, that money isn't even the, the, the deal. But let me use the money. I, I want to make $400,000 mm -hmm. and I'll be happy, but I got to be home at four o'clock every happening. day and I'm not working no weekends. Like that, that's the, that, that's the mentality. Well, I mean, it, it, it comes down to sacrifice, you know. I want to have a 1,500-yard season. I want to have a 2,000-yard season, but I don't want to put any, any extra work in. 
you know, I want to catch, you know, 25. Uh, no, here we go. I want to catch 125 uh, footballs this year as a receiver, but I don't want to practice catching before, after practice, or in bad conditions. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's really delusional thinking. You know what I'm saying? That's like I really call it like being delusional, and it's really not being disciplined. That's all it comes down to, bro. You know what I'm saying? When it when it when it really comes down to it, like when you really look at like if I if I could say. Look at my life and when have I had the most uh, success in my life financially, in my relationship, uh, with my daughter, with the community, with our workers. I can go ahead and mimic my behavior or look at my behavior and it's doctored in a certain way. I'm in bed at a certain time. I'm up at a certain time. I'm waking. I'm, I'm, I'm working through goals at a certain time. My time is scheduled all the time and I don't have as much. Let's, 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 people got to get this. This is something that they lose too. This is this is what, and I say they because I was they. Yeah. I was a part of that. The what people fail to understand is how important it is to say, okay, I'm going to go to bed at this time. Mm-hmm. Might not always happen, but I have a plan tonight on what time I'm going to bed. Within the window. I have a plan on what time I'm waking up tomorrow. Most of the time, by this point, my alarm clock's already set for and, the next day. And, and sticking to it. Sticking to it, and and then scheduling out your time. Like me and yes. you get together, we say, okay. Uh, First week of April, Tuesday, we're going to yes. ring back. You know, we're going to get back together, whatever it is. Like, getting together takes planning. Your whole day needs to be mapped out. You need mm-hmm. to be thinking about like a doctor. You know, a friend of mine, you know, Marcus brought up, like, if you want to make doctor money, you got to act like a doctor, not like a patient. Uh-huh. So yeah, a patient great. shows up. they just waiting in the weight room, waiting on somebody to fix them. A doctor, they got a schedule. Like, yes. okay, I'm fixing this person at noon. Fixing this person at twelve thirty, fixing this person at one. I'm serving this person at two. I'm serving this person mm-hmm. at two fifteen. And the more patients you could fit in, more money you make. I'm assuming the more money you make. I don't got yes. the inside scoop on the doctor, but two plus two is four. Yes. The same thing in business. Business mm-hmm. is problem solving. Business but- is coming up with solutions and dealing with people. So you're, you know, I think where people get stressed out, and this is why I pound in on here at the sports. If you don't take care of yourself mentally physically and in in your own way spiritually you can't take a a pounding and get the ball 30 times a game 20 times a game and make it all season because leadership and business is problem solving that's all it is the more problems you solve the more people you can serve and help the more money the more success the more people you'll help all of that stuff well the problem with that is that it's draining like Mm -hmm. imagine a doctor all day they just dealing with people's problems Mm -hmm. fixing people's problems all day that's what that's what people got to grasp in 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 business i have people come to me all the time like oh man all i did was deal with issues and this person had it i'm dealing with it all day and i'm keeping a smile on my face because Mm -hmm. i want to be a doctor brother listen to me so so even when you say that um i was dealing with something before i came up here and i told one of my guys who uh, works for me I said you want to be in a situation where you have more people committed to solving the problems than talking about them you know what I'm saying? Uh, and even prior to you saying that, one thing that stuck out to me um, in regards to people always, you know, uh, bitching and complaining is the fact that people, like in every sense of the world, word, always choose comfort over discomfort. And I think that that right there is what separates people. Like it's uh, they think it's illegal or um, it, it's it's bad to feel pain for a moment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got to thank God that I went to prison because that amount of discomfort and that amount of pain, 
dealing with sports, that amount of discomfort, that, that, that amount of pain that I've dealt through surgeries, through injuries, through uh, trying to be the best person, not just in the area, but be the best person in America. All of those things help you to understand that discomfort is what eventually helps you to grow as an individual. And I know that that is so cliche in the, uh, in the world of the Internet where... And the problem is not only do most people seek comfort, but the people around them, if they, if they ain't an A1 and they already know what it takes type of person, like if I'm around the right people and I'm training and I'm tired and I'm pushing, you're going to be like, all right, we got to hit this bag two more rounds. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we worked out for like a half hour. We got to run these sprints. Like now we, mm -hmm. all right, we, we fasted for this long. We got to, all right, we got to make it another, we can't eat that. Mm -hmm. Other people feel bad for you, especially family. When you're pushing for something, they're like, oh man, you got to take a break. Why are you putting yourself through all this pain? Why are you putting yourself through all this discomfort? And, and that's where the battle starts to become, you know, in your head that like, am I going to choose comfort or discomfort and, and grow, you know, in this process while other people are in my ear saying, man, Reese, you working out three hours a day or man, Reese, you on the road this many times. Why don't you take a break? Why don't, why don't you, why don't you relax or people want you to calm down? But in that comfort zone, nobody's going to be able to, Grow. Uh, but I, I tell you, like that, even even inside of that, but I think that's where just people die emotionally. You know, when you when you look at just school uh, and just how we come up through the years, you know, at, at, at the turn of every year, somebody's trying to get you to, to be, be better. First grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. And, and people are trying to unfold you. Right. And for the most part, they're trying to equip you so you could be self-sufficient and do it right. Then you go to college. That's supposed to happen. Or if you go to a trade school or something happens. And I'm, I'm speaking on a deeper level of people dying. Like I'm talking about dying spiritually, emotionally, and just loss. And they ended up basically just floating around through life and not really having direction. And I think that that is one of the uh, the biggest uh, disservices that you can do to yourself is to just lose yourself and then not know how you've landed where you at. But then you have no uh, self-awareness. Self-awareness. Great word. Yeah. You have no self-awareness as to like that you've basically ruined your life and then everything becomes a complaint. And In my experience, you know what it is? It's usually that the lack of pouring into yourself mentally. Yes. Which is books, podcasts, audio books, self-growth, self-development. People. Spiritually uh, and physically exercising. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because as a person, you know, if you ain't taking out stresses and things naturally, you're going to end up turning to things that are going to right, listen to me. So, somebody got to go. deal with that stress. Let me tell you this, right? If it, it, here's the more blunt way to put it. If you ain't taking care of yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, in any way to just have basic self-care, you're going to drink, you're going to drug, and you're going to be around people who do that shit, who accepts it. Right. And misery loves company. Yeah. Misery loves company. And if you're around that low level shit, you will be of that low level shit and you will just basically be a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know how to... I well articulated. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I don't know how else to describe it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like, we, we're we from this, like, politically correct world now where you just can't call, like... Spade I, a spade. Think about that. Like, in sports, your coach can tell you, like, motherfucker, you fucked up. Get your ass across the field. You understand it very clear. At 19. You understand this it is, clear. This helped me. This but helped me. But you understand it clear. Business, you know how many people get... The, their feelings hurt. Like one of the biggest things for me, I came into an environment that the person that was coaching me, he's not very good at, at like softening his words. Mm -hmm. Like his delivery is just direct. Anything on his mind's coming out rough. 
I was able to take that coaching and be like, all right, got it. All right, got it. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, no issue. Not, I watch so many people not be able to be coached. They don't have a teachable spirit. They don't have a coachable spirit. And they get so offended. They shut down. That they, that they completely shut down and, and they hurt themselves because they can't take that. That's another sports thing that transitions you know, well into growing mm-hmm. a, a business is that there ain't no way that either you're going to learn by your own experiences, which is costly and expensive, both time and money, or learn from somebody else's experiences that they're trying to pass on to you. And it, but that, that means your spirit has to be teachable and coachable. You have to be humble. Yep. You have to have to be humble. Humility is all in sports, right? Not feeling yourself too much. I was going to say another thing uh, that streets, sports, and success all – they all have intertwined. You have to deal with reality, right? So in order to survive in the streets, right, you have to have a cold reality check as to where you at, who you are, who you're dealing with, and just even understand who you are to survive that, right? In sports, the only way to get better, what do they do? They go do a bench, just clean, a 40-yard dash. They deal with the realism of the numbers, right? And then after that, they create a plan to basically put you on the right track. But you have to deal with the reality in order to get better. The eye in the sky doesn't lie. For the listener, that's the film uh, saying for all people who've ever played sports or who have who have not played sports, I'm sorry. They say the eye in the sky doesn't lie because the eye gives the reality of the situation. But then in business, right, what they say, numbers don't lie. The numbers are the absolute stone-cold fucking reality as to what you're doing. Yep. You can say everything you're doing, but motherfucker, if it's not showing up on the bottom line, if you're not showing results. up on performance sheet, the results... results. You have to deal with all of these things. That's all all dealing with reality. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I remember Trust telling me, you know, people would get all over the quarterback's deliveries. Like, man, we were in different national championships, all different quarterbacks with different delivery. At the end of the day, results. they can get the results and not turn the ball over, we're good. Man, it's it's the reality. But just but to even to that, right? Not dealing with your reality. I don't give a fucking what area of life you're in. Not dealing with your reality is what stunts your growth. You know what I'm saying? Not like accepting. Not, not accepting yeah. where you're at. Being real. You know real. what I'm saying? Being, Being real, real with, with yourself. yourself. Not accepting where you're at. Like, coach, like the coach isn't putting me in the game because of A, B, or C. No, nah, the coach ain't putting you in the game, bro, because you don't know the fucking playbook. You know what I'm saying? Well, you ain't good enough. You, you, you're, a, you're, a, you're an AIL, right? And you're not performing because you didn't do one, two, three, four, five. And I taught you how to do one through five, right? Yep. Same thing in the industry, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. It's the same thing in the streets. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. You're not getting out of the streets because you're not making an attempt to transition or to make that transition. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I guess those are the Man, things. Man, I, I, I think we could go on for hours, hours. on this. Why, why, don't yeah. we, why don't we zone in and, and close it down on this? I, I'm going to give a couple. You give a couple. Go ahead. Why don't we shut it down and say, listen. Here's one or two tips that I think no matter where you're at in street sports or or achieving success that, that you can grab from this and say, okay, this is tangible. I got better today over listening for this last hour. Okay. So for me is if if you're you have to find here's the easiest way in all of these areas, street sports or you're 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 out of sports and you're looking for success, whatever. Let me simplify it. Find one person that emulates who you want to be a version of yourself you always got to keep the integrity of who you are but where you want to be who you want to be allow yourself to be coached by that one person 
Everything that they tell you to do, execute it. Be 100% coachable. Ask the right questions. If you're asking the right questions and you're being 100% coachable, I mean, if I could pick one thing, like if I look, if I'm playing sports and I'm a freshman and I want to be like this person that's a beast, let me follow this person and do what this person is doing. If it's ethical, moral, righteous, mm -hmm. all of that. If I'm stuck in the streets, and but I got one positive person in my life in school, a teacher, a mentor, somebody that I wish I... Take everything that they tell you to do and grab onto that thing for dear life. And same thing with business and success. If you find a person that, that you're like, man, I could I can do that. I would like to be like that person in my own realm. Then sit back and be coachable and be humble enough to take notes, be intentional about what you're asking them, and then keep it simple. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. The first 80 yards drive is already laid out for you. It's like if we're <laughs> taking a test right now. I was good at this. We're taking a test right now, and you're getting all A's, and I'm struggling. You got a paper. You got your tests out. I'm like. Look at the roll map. <laughs> Let me go ahead. Man, Sam, you did great. You got a 95. Well, in life, you could do the exact same thing, yeah. except for it's cool. Yeah. So I'm like, man, you got something going on. Let me see what's the answers to the test. They're already laid out for us. Yeah. We could just cheat. Yes. Especially this day and age. Well, I, I'll say this, and uh, and I, I think that the YMCA had its thing figured out a long time ago. And if I got to say, what is the cornerstone of like my success? And it's taking care of the mind, body, and the spirit. And I think we both subscribe to the same thing. But if you look at the YMCA's logo, it's taking care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. Boom. And uh, and and I would say to to help you deal with reality. Ask yourself, where are you at physically? And I'm just talking about just from your body weight to, you know, what it is that you're uh, eating to uh, your physical routine and to say, hey, this is where I'm at with body weight. These are my goals and my objectives to get better in that and do that. Right. Then when you go to a spiritual situation, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian, Islamic, spiritual, whatever it may be. Ask yourself, how often do you uh, discover or become self-aware or to be in touch with the Lord, to the universal power, or whatever it is that you subscribe to that is your higher power. Ask yourself how 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 often that you are engaged in that, right? And then from your mind, your mentality, whatever industry that you're working into, uh, ask yourself what, what what have you done outside of your normal allotted hours if you're trying to push forward within the industry or a job or whatever it is. What did you do to basically do go above and beyond to be more in that space that they're not paying you for? You know what I'm saying? Because yep. one of uh, Napoleon Hill's, I think his greatest thing is basically being able to work and do things that you're not paid for. And those things eventually help you to far surpass people who Say are in the again. same space. Amen, you know what I mean? brother. And so those are a few takeaways. Um, uh, literally, I, I, I didn't know I was going to enjoy this this much. And I didn't realize how many thoughts were going to come through my mind. And just start to unpack. But it's so much I want to unpack that I feel that we can be of value to people that no I can't wait to do this thing on a regular basis. So this thing can be of value that we can put into the world. And it doesn't have to it doesn't even have to be right all the time. But just to grab it, to put it out, to put it into the world, to put it into the universe for somebody to play it. Because we was at the coffee shop today and that lady came up. She said, hey, I listened to your video. But this may be something that somebody else can listen to and may be able to encourage them or put them in the right direction. No doubt. No doubt. Well, we got the first one in the books. There we go. Hopefully everybody enjoyed Streets, Sports, and Success. Yes. Volume 1. There with me go. and my dude. There we go. Mo Claret. <laughs> and uh, we, we look forward to uh, bringing you many, many more and uh, helping, helping to change some lives out there. Thank you for tuning in.